Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy. My name is John Myers. In this edition, we speak with Nigel Holness, Managing Director of CIBC First Caribbean International Bank. You have been providing support to many persons in need. Mr. Holness, tell us how has CIBC First Caribbean International Bank been supporting our frontline workers? Right. Well, thanks again. Thanks for having me. And I just uh, begin by just mentioning that, um, you know, after providing financial services for in excess of uh, in excess of 100 years uh, to institutions, industries, sectors, individuals, um, I think um, what I'm most excited about um, you know, is our corporate social responsibility programs. And even more so uh, since the beginning of this pandemic, um, stepping up to the plate to really support our frontline workers, to name a few among uh, the many that we, we tend to support uh, during times of need. Um, I, I think uh, for us, uh, our, our effort really um, at this time is, uh, you know, really to answer the call of our medical personnel, um, those in uh, different areas of public life that have to deal with uh, serving our communities. We are an organization that seeks to really drive service, uh, giving back to the communities in which we uh, actually operate within across the length and breadth of the Jamaican economy. Uh, so initiatives, for example, uh, recent, most recent that comes to mind um, are centered around health and wellness. Uh, because of the impact of COVID, obviously we donated, for example, to the Ministry of Health, um, about 4 million Jamaican dollars for COVID-19 testing. This was at the initial start of the pandemic. And we continue to support uh, the Minister of Health um, through a donation a few weeks ago, about $19 million for its effort in curbing the spread of COVID-19 and procure, procuring much needed uh, facilities to, to stem that spread. Um, so we continue along that vein, um, you know, really to ensure that government and government agencies and the health sector in particular um, are being provided with resources and as well tools necessary. It's interesting, we talk about COVID, I recall meeting with some doctors from the University of the West Indies recently, um, and, you know, they were talking about the challenges they face with uh, PPE equipment, and I recall, you know, the request came through um, some of our staff members to say, hey, let's see how we can support the doctors. And, you know, of course, we rose to the occasion to provide much needed PPE equipment to those uh, very uh, well needed demand of our medical uh, doctors, um, you know, really answering the call, um, 
that that was uh, given to us uh, recently as well. Um, we provided uh, five hundred thousand Jamaican dollars uh, through the Bankers Association and the United Way of Jamaica uh, for high flow nasal devices for the health sector again uh, to uh, improve uh, the equipment that the Ministry of Health needed in the hospitals um, at a very critical moment, again, uh, to answer the call uh, to support uh, COVID-19 activities, uh, you know, to stem the flow of this virus across our market. In addition to that, uh, the donation of 1.5 million, we actually helped six communities to help their program for COVID-19 relief. So, you know, it's... it's uh, an effort that goes far and wide and, you know, us allocating a substantial funding is really because of the worthy uh, causes that are coming before us. And, you know, I, I always say to my team, it's a privilege and I'm proud to lead this organization here in Jamaica. I give God thanks for the opportunity that, you know, I can spearhead this organization and, and really support the initiatives of going out there and investing in our communities uh, through these initiatives, you know, really, really answering the call, um, you know, and, and, and uh, really helping uh, persons overcome the challenges that they are faced, you know, in some very dark moments. You know, this crisis is certainly not over, but uh, as a, a responsible bank and a financial institution, think we are playing our part and answering the call in unique ways you know with all that's happening um we want to really really just invest in our communities and give back um as much as possible you know so it, it is a privilege for us uh to participate um in these activities your donations indeed go far and wide you also encourage your staff to to actively identify areas of need and recommend for support uh, through your Adopt-A-Care program. Uh, tell us more about that. Our initiatives demonstrate that we have a vested interest in the development of our communities. And as I mentioned, our giving spans a wide and various grounds, four main themes, health and wellness, youth and education, uh, community environment and of course critical is the staff volunteerism and this really is an imperative of the bank uh, many projects get undertaken uh, that are identified by our staff and as well not just identified but they are completed with love and dedication by these very staff members who give up their personal time and labor to ensure the success of the initiative so our Enduring Adopter Cause program is testimony to the ability of employees to keep their fingers on the pulse of the communities in which they serve. You know, and so the, the staff continues to provide um, much needed uh, identifying problems, challenges in communities, but not only identifying them and the bank supporting it, but they themselves actually now using their own strength, um, sweat, tears, and labor, you know, to support and help 
in boosting uh, some of the programs that they themselves have identified. So things like working in our, our children's homes, you know, uh, one of the cause that I think uh, we, we spearheaded is, is working with um, Food for the Poor. Um, so far, we have donated over 19 homes to Food for the Poor to date. Um, so not only do we offer mortgages, but we are actually supporting the building of homes for, you know, needed uh, persons in Jamaica. And it's interesting that throughout that program, the staff come on board and we have had initiatives where they actually have been building uh, some of these homes. Uh, needless to say, we are not builders, but, you know, one or two persons grab a hammer here, a paintbrush there. Uh, you know, we, we cut a piece of lumber here and you know, nail a few pieces of board together. And it's just such a pleasure to see the effort of our staff members contributing in a meaningful and tangible way. You know, it's about en engendering a spirit of volunteerism in the bank. And we encourage this as far as is possible. It's a hands-on involvement and an initiative uh, of the projects that we have, we have selected. So our bank, we are proud of such the, of this particular program. Uh, we are cooperating, uh, adding that human effort rather than just you know prov providing financial resources. We are actually utilizing our employees to make a positive difference and to give back to communities. You know so. When we look at, you know, the Sylvia Fort Basic School, for example, this is located at the Voluntary Organization for the Upliftment of Children, downtown Kingston. This is one of the adopter cars that receives about 1.4 million in infrastructural improvement, including painting of the walls and refurbishing furniture. You know, so the school was severely affected and under, underserved in its community and we rose to the occasion again because of our staff highlighting the need and you know getting out there and helping to cater to the needs of the children and the special special needs of that particular entity you know overall the adopt a cause program is certainly a flagship program and and the teams right across the sectors every year you know, look forward to how they can, you know, come on board and, and, and contribute in a tangible way, you know, to this particular effort. So I commend my teams in terms of what they do. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's also a commendation to the executive of this organization, because not only do I join in that effort, but my senior managers and the senior execs of this bank, we lead from the front. Um, going out there and, and making sure that, you know, we're not just speaking from the mouth, but we're actually doing with our hands, you know, and getting involved, pulling up our sleeves and, and really, really having a great grand time giving back to communities. I recall some years ago, you had the Unsung Heroes program. Uh, how is that going? Is, it, is that still up and running or so, uh, is that something that you are likely to revive anytime soon so so we have actually revived it in a different way um and this one came about through uh the uh, covid19 so we've created now um and launched the first caribbean unsung frontline heroes initiative the prior program dealt with more frontline community 
this one is specific towards um, you know, the, the, the pandemic and essential workers and persons in communities who really have put service above self and reached out to others in a variety of ways during the pandemic. So in Jamaica, for example, we had two winners who received the equivalent of about 2000 US dollars towards a staycation at a local hotel of their choice. And I remember in particular, in particular interviewing one of the candidates, a nurse, and she was uh, just simply overwhelmed by the support and the initiative of just identifying the heavy lifting and the hard work. And of course, putting themselves in arm's way, you know, literally being in the front, really giving back to uh, and serving uh, their communities. And so the bank recognized them. And uh, the Unsung program, I think it's a flagship program for us. And I'm pretty sure that we'll continue to develop on it as the needs arises and for us to recognize those selfless individuals who really give back and, and oftentimes don't get recognized for what they are doing. It, it is certainly our flagship program and um, want to continue that. But the prior program, we had concluded it in 2013, that Unsung Heroes program. But of course, there was a need to really revive it during the, the pandemic. And um, happy that we were able to answer that call. And once again, you know, really uh, spearhead and lead the charge in, in that initiative. It seems that corporate social responsibility is ingrained in the corporate culture of CIBC First Caribbean International Bank. Uh, tell us why it's so important. You know, uh, oftentimes banks are viewed in one light. Um, we are focused on profits and delivering value for shareholders. And oftentimes pe persons don't recognize that the financial sector and First Caribbean in particular um, do recognize the need in the communities in which we serve. Uh, we believe that we must be our brother's keeper. Um, we must give back to the communities um, and in tangible ways, not just by cutting a check per se, but actually going out there and doing and literally giving back with uh, blood, sweat and tears. And, you know, as I said before, it's a privilege and an honor that God has granted us as an organization that we um, see it fit to really, really advance our, our corporate social responsibility and see the importance of it as a factor that contributes meaningfully to the development of our communities. It's not always about taking out resources. Corporate social responsibility about giving back resources and developing our communities. It's really in our DNA and in our heart of what we do as, a, as, as, a, as an institution. And it, it's not just here in Jamaica, it's, it's right across the Caribbean, you know, um, despite the challenges, for example, you know, when we look at the St. Vincent and the Grenadines, uh, the, 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 the volcano there. We, we supported that initiative, not just through our, our Palm Trust Foundation in, 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 in Barbados, our governing a body for corporate social responsibility initiatives, but here in Jamaica as well, we rose to the occasion 
um, you know, contributing to, to United Way's effort to raise funds for that particular cause. Likewise, you know, the, 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 the need in, 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 in some of our religious organizations and their outreach programs, you know, when you look at so many persons needing a hot meal um, and these, these in institutions really do a good job of providing, but they not, might not have the, all the resources. We answer that call on many occasions, you know, and it's, it's a privilege, privilege really to, to be able to, to give back to the unserved, the under uh, what we, we consider those who are uh, at the lower end of the economic uh, scale in Jamaica, to give back to them you know, outreach programs, community outreach programs, civic society, civic groups, non-NGOs. You know, it's, it's absolutely important that as a corporate entity, we, uh, you know, carve out, out of our profits, that portion of funds to support those that are less fortunate, you know, in our society. Given this kind of society that we live in, where there are so many areas of need, it's important that businesses and, and, and corporate entities in general try to step in and assist where they can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, when you look at even, for example, our police force, um, you know, resources are tight in government. Uh, you know, we have done so much work supporting them. Uh, simple things as we take it, you know, providing tank and a pump, provide clean water, reservoir of water for, for a police station in, in some, you know, far uh, community in a, a rural district, you know, it's so important because then if we provide that resource for them, then obviously they are able to know impact their communities. They can go out and do the job that is necessary. You know, it's, it's, it's so very important that entities like ourselves step up to the plate and, and support those initiatives. And given the importance of corporate social responsibility to the corporate culture of uh, CIBC, First Caribbean International Bank, you actually allocate a part of your budget on a yes. yearly basis towards yes. such causes. Yes, a percentage of the overall profits uh, is allocated barring COVID-19, the impact on the financial institution, you know, at the end of the day, uh, there are persons out there that need help. And I think um, somebody has to answer the call. And I think, I really think CIBC First Caribbean has stepped up uh, its effort, um, raised the bar, and is a shining example to other co corporate entities out there as someone who leads from the front and gives back to community despite the challenges. I mean, a number of our customers have been impacted significantly by this pandemic, by you know, the, the economic challenges that they face. And so revenues have been uh, somewhat hampered, but at the end of the day, there's still a need. Um, and so as an institution, um, you know, it's part of our DNA, as I said before, to support and allocate substantial funding to worthwhile causes here in Jamaica and of course across the Caribbean in which uh, the territories in which we operate. As we speak about the needs being greater and many 
during this particular time. Uh, turning to your core business, you mentioned that um, your customers are indeed affected during these times. Uh, tell us what are some of the initiatives that the bank itself has come up with to assist its customers during this time? It has been an amazing journey um, as to how resilient our business is, as well as how resilient uh, our Caribbean people are, um, and here in Jamaica, certainly. Um, we have supported our clients um, by providing moratorium for them. In other words, we have um, kicked down the, the road their payments, um, suspending, suspended loan payments, um, so that they can have a period of time in which to recover. Um, we have done this for a variety of uh, corporate entities, um, individuals, uh, and of course, you know, those uh, small businesses that would have been significantly impacted by the pandemic. Um, obviously, uh, because of the uh, close down or closing down of particular sectors, for example, tourism, which, uh, which would have been significantly impacted. We have engaged with our, our business partners, our, our, our stakeholders, and you know, engage them in deep, meaningful conversation, restructuring uh, their facilities, ensuring that you know, there is lifeblood injected in their businesses wherever necessary, providing uh, CapEx, um, providing financial support, uh, advancing credit where it is necessary, increasing operating lines where it's necessary, and as well, reducing interest rates on the facilities um, across the board. Obviously, this is being done on a case-by-case basis. Um, and so it, it has been very, very meaningful. And you know, what, what we have seen is the recovery. Um, many of the clients have now come back appreciating the effort of the institution and have returned to some semblance of normality in their business operation, in financing their, their debt, as, as would have been uh, the, the agreements under the, the structure. Um, and so, you know, we are seeing resilience in our businesses and in industries. And for those who are still not recovered, we continue to extend those courtesies. Um, we encourage our customers to come in, have dialogue with us, engage our business partners, and as well, just to hear from us how to manage uh, their financial affairs throughout this pandemic, being cautious, being careful. You know, a number of clients would have basically put on hold some of their expansion uh, needs, um, you know, and that's, that's understandable, being very cautious um, and wherever possible. Obviously, there are industries that would have benefited from the pandemic and we've been there to handhold them throughout the, their needs to expand their business, uh, improve their efficiencies and increase their productivity levels answer the call of the general public. So it has been a journey. And TIBC uh, First Caribbean, after 100 years, we have always uh, banked on relationships. And this is, this is something that is, again, embedded in our culture. It's about a relationship. This is not just a superficial engagement. A client is to the north and we are to the east or the west. This is about coming together understanding their business needs, 
and supporting them through thick and thin, through uh, you know, areas and days when things go well and as well when things are not so well. So it's a journey and we are here and always will be here to support our clients throughout the period. Indeed, it has been a journey, and I'm sure your customers uh, will appreciate those measures that you have put in place to assist them during this uh, difficult period, as well as the communities um, and the residents, uh, the initiatives that you've come up with to are supported to assist them as well. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many other things. I mean, when you look at youth and education, you know, things I'm so proud of even the, the environmental support that we've given to to uh, Jamaica Environmental Trust. Uh, you know, over many years, we have been a long serving uh, supporter, a corporate sponsor of their uh, school's environmental program. And this is so important teaching not only our students and our teachers how to protect our environments, I mean, and to answer the calls of our, 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 our schools for tablets during this time when students are required to stay home because of the pandemic. I mean, it has been a journey and I'm proud, as I said before, um, of the ability to lead this organization and what God has granted us and the heart that he has put into us as leaders to continue to serve our community. I want to encourage you to continue to keep up the good work and um, to thank you for for speaking with us uh, today. Certainly my pleasure as well, Dan. Thank you, sir. God bless. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Carib Cement, and the Sagicor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.